This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air for the first time with Tim Blessed and Michael Lavicia. I hope I got that right. And we're going to talk about a planet blue, the rise of, uh, uh, is that Ago? Or Ago yeah, Agu. Yeah, Planeta Blue, Rise Agu. of Agu. Yes, sir. Rise of Agu, graphic novel. And um, this is awesome because uh, if you guys, well, people may not know I'm as I'm a 56 year old guy for child of the seventies. I was a big fan of Jack Kirby in the first yes. hundred issues yeah. of the fantastic four. And then the fourth yes. world. And then later, like uh, when um, Frank Miller did Ron in as a graphic mm-hmm. novel, and then he went and did mm-hmm. the dark Knight, dark Knight returns and all that. I was, I was a big comic fan. I, was, I read Cerebus. I was, I'm a big comic head. I got tons nice. of comics. I love the graphic novel format. So I'm totally into what you guys are doing, and the fact that you guys took this from a from a um, from from a uh, a Kickstarter and got on black, uh, got on Dark Horse. So maybe we yes. can talk about that. But that, yeah, that's a big move. Um, so, what challenges did you face, like actually writing the book, and maybe you want to step back and talk about like how what the book represents? Yeah, no, definitely, man. Thank you so much for having us on the show. My name is Tim Bless. I'm the creator and the writer of Planeta Blue, Rise of Agu. And yeah, it was. I'm, I'm a hip-hop artist too. And just like you, grew up reading comic books. Uh, never really imagined writing one. Um, you know, I just was kind of like into my music, conscious hip-hop music, you know, growing up with, with you know, all the greats from, you know, Rakim for me is, is the GOAT, you know, to, you know, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang, De La Soul. Like that's, you know, that's the that's the culture. That's the stuff that, you know, had me inspired. And so um, eventually when I had, you know, had kids, you know, always had, the, you know, that music around, but also was telling them these stories, bedtime stories, and um, realized that, you know, some of the you know, some of the silly, some of the, some of the animals that I was, I was bringing to life in those stories. Some of it was really ad- adventurous and some of it they were really excited about. And I found myself kind of like thinking about it even after, you know, after the nighttime and being like, you know what, like I'm a storyteller through being an MC, through, through my music. And let me just see if, if, like I'm, I want to write this. I want to write something. Let me see if I, mm-hmm. I can write it. It was always the idea was for it to be a graphic novel. So when I wrote it, um, I wrote it all out. Uh, you know, I was reaching out to some of my friends that were also authors, and they're like, "Hey, you know, there's this is this publisher here." Um, and so th- I I did get a um, an offer to put it out in long form, right? And I was just like, "Man, nah, this is meant to be. The vision is for it to be." this uh graphic novel this comic book you know for those that ain't familiar with graphic novels comic book but it was all written right and so um eventually a friend of mine you know because i was i'm one of those people that i like to speak things into existence but i also like to speak them so my community holds me accountable right because i'm i'm not one of those people that just talks the talk like i walk that talk that i do and so 
I was like, hey, I put out albums, you know, and you all could see them on, you know, any any streaming stuff, you know. Um, but I also was like, I can do this. I believe in myself. And the people that I'm talking with, the ideas, they seem to really resonate with them as they resonate with me. And that's, you know, as artists, that's what it is. Sometimes you you throw something out there, people are like, ah, that's all right. But sometimes you see like kids be like, oh, there's dolphins in it. Oh, there's this kid in it that looks like me. You know what I mean? And so yeah. all, those, all these things had me like thinking that, oh, I could do this. So this friend of mine, um, who was a neighbor of Mike's was like, Hey, um, I have a, my neighbor, you know, draws, he draws really well. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Cause you know, everybody has someone they know that draws really well. Yeah. But I, vice versa yeah. was yeah. my neighbor, his friend is like, I have a friend who wrote a book and I was like, Oh man, everybody's oh, who writes a book. So it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. There's everyone's yeah. kind of like, so, so the proof is in the point where I was like, hey, send me, like, do you have anything? It's like, oh, he has a website. So I went on that website right away, and I was like, yo, this dude is nice. You know what I mean? I was like, I think, you know, because because part of it is like there's people that are nice, but there's not necessarily, like, does it match, right? It's just like in music, yeah, you might hear your idea, beat, right? But if I can't really get on it, it can't really like, yeah, that's a good beat, but not for me, right? But when I saw Mike's work, I was blown away. I was like, this is amazing work. And I think it could it could match what I envision, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, you know, so that was one one challenge was just finding the artist because I was looking for one. You know, I kind of yeah, yeah. that I was looking for one, and it's really hard to find. There's people that are like, man, you got this massive story. I don't know, you know, like I'm a painter. I'm like, you know, every every one of those panels ain't gonna work. But when I met with Mike. First of all, he was, you know, he was dope. He's, he's a dope dude. You know what I mean? He's a family guy. You know what I mean? He's a fan. So yeah. 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 He's a cool guy. Like we are chopping it up. We went to the same university. You both went to UMass Amherst. And, um, oh, and so cool. there was a lot of things that were just aligning naturally. You know what I mean? And the vibes there, we connected. And, um, and then, you know, and then when I started talking like, yo, how do, how do we do this? You know, and he gave me, you know, he cut me a deal. You know, we I knew I was gonna have to pay. Stop. I didn't want to yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too it wasn't a great deal, you know. No deal. No deal. No deal. No, but he was smart. He gave he gave me the introductory offer. He was like, Hey, I can yeah, yeah. you know do the the you know the um, what do you call concept art, yeah, the concept yeah. art. Yeah. I can I yeah. can actually do a few of the pages. You know what I mean, and then we we can see, go. See, from see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was like the initial kind of hurdle, you know. And then just the the bigger hurdle, and then you know I, I don't want to be over here just the only one talking, but the bigger hurdle was it was COVID. You know what I mean? When we started, yeah. How do you how do you do that? How do you do that collaboration? Because like with a band, you know, I'm a musician, I'm a keyboardist, mm -hmm. I'm kill my mugs behind me and stuff. But um, yeah, so yeah. so it's like like how do you practice with a band yeah you know when during covid and if you're doing a comic book collaboration you know if you think about like lee kirby doing the fantastic mm -hmm. four they were sitting in new york in the in the same room yeah and, you know yeah, kirby well, yeah. be doing the panels and then you know and then lee would write the dialogue and a mm -hmm. lot of the plot like kirby was doing the plot but they were talking to each other you know to get spider-man and get the captain america all those great books mm -hmm. that was a collaboration between lee writing it Stan Lee yeah. and then Kirby drawing it. And yeah. that that kind of connection that you have to communicate to get mm -hmm. that to work. You know, how did you guys figure that out? Well, yeah. you know, with the digital world that we're in, I mean, I felt like it moved pretty, 
pretty smoothly because everybody was, you know, that we were all kind of migrating to this sort of virtual interaction because we yeah. actually, I feel like we met right before yeah. quarantine started. It yeah. was like right before that really hit. Because the summer is when I did, um, the summer of 2020 is when I did all the concept stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. So we had just started mm -hmm. that process, I think. Yeah. And uh, we just got into this rhythm of like, was it twice a week or something? Yeah, we meet like, up on we'd meet Zoom. up on yeah. Zoom and I'd be like, and I could just show them, this is what I'm working on. This is what it looks like. What do you think? And uh, we spent a lot of time going back and forth. And because we work well together, it there wasn't a lot of, it moved pretty smoothly and um, it was very productive, yeah. you know, with a lot of other people, you know, I've worked with people where it's like, well, let's change this. Or the Tim's problem is he likes to add stuff. It's not so much. He wants to add more animals. He wants to add tattoos on people or, yeah. you know, add a different shirt or something on somebody. Yeah. Like put a hoodie on him now. Yeah. The yeah. So that's, that's, that's the biggest challenge. But um, yeah, I, I think it helped that like the, the story was done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that, you know, sometimes when people are writing comics and, you know, the graphic novel allows for like, hey, this story, here's the arc. It's done. I know where I want to go. Oh, what, yeah. was, what was great was Mike would flush out some of these things that I hadn't totally thought about because I had written it out. Um, although a lot of the writing was in my mind because I knew it was, it was you know, not only going to be a, a graphic novel, but I thought I, I was thinking about it almost like a film. You know what I mean? Like, how does yeah, this? Yeah, so you had the dialogue. Yeah, yeah the, the dialogue, like the mood, the setting, you know what I mean? And Mike did amazing at like taking that and really illustrating it in a way where I didn't have to. There was very few times, like most of the times I should say, I was like, wow, Mike, how did you like, you know, how did you Perfect. take what like out of my mind and put it on, on paper? You know what I mean? And then the very few times, what was great about Mike is the very few times where I was like, Hey man, could you do it like this? There wasn't the pushback. You know, a lot of times mm -hmm. I've worked yeah. with people in the past where they're trying to convince me, you know what I mean? And and, and although like I, I I always welcome like the feedback, there was never pushback when I was like, nah, this is actually what I I want it to be and look like, you know, or could you tweak it like this? And he was like, Yeah, no problem. I got this. Yeah, thing. well, at the end of the day, it's his vision. You know, he wrote yeah, the book. Yeah. And I'm, you know, he's he's giving me this privilege to like visualize it you know so i'm always aware of that when i'm i'm working on it so that that was sort of how i approached the whole thing and i think that's what made it also one of the things that made it easier to work together on it. yeah you know? yeah yeah that's great and i and i do want to say the last big challenge was the fact that here goes this um you know it's, it's all done we we reached the kickstarter Kind of, you know, the goal, everybody's like, yeah, okay. we're like, yeah, this books are going to arrive on this day. We'll be mailing them out. And then, you know, the whole, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the shipping, shipping the, uh, what do you call it? Like, were, yeah, everything was blocked. Everything's like, it's sitting. All the, all the printing. Exactly. Oh, so you, exactly. even when you had all the, all the plates done or all the, all the, you know, because like back in the old days when people were mm -hmm. actually like, you know, penciling and then inking by hand yeah. and not by computer. Yeah. They had like photographic plates and they got to send them to the press, you know, Marvel right, home right. print. But um, so now that's all digital, right? Or do you yeah, hand yeah, draw? Yeah. yeah. This was, this would all, yeah. 
Yeah, this was all digital. The pr the problem was the supply chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The supply chain, which was really was That's really true. tough, you know, to get get around. But luckily, you know, we had great supporters. Everyone on Kickstarter, and they, and they understood. We all were living this this COVID nightmare, if you will. And everyone knew, like, hey, like we we get it. When we said this is what's going on, everybody got it. And um, and then eventually, when we sent them out, you know, people people were loving it, which was a was which was a great feeling to have it manifest. And um, and I think one of the things just for anybody who's out there that can relate, you know, to get the box in the mail, you know, you've got these thousands of books coming in and you're like, oh, please, God, <laughs> let this like look the way that we had gotten. So you never yeah. know, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we cracking them open and we actually have something online that's the actual unboxing. And oh man, it was such a relief and such excitement to have this be as vivid as vibrant, as as dope as we imagined. So, yeah, give thanks. So the Kickstarter, that was a big effort. Like, you actually met that goal. You were able yeah. to do it. You got that initial set printed, and all those people that supported it, they were getting those books, right? Yes, sir. And so yeah. did you do something where you signed some of them, or was that part of the deal? Yeah, so, so what was interesting is we had the different tiers, right? And depending on the tier that you kind of, um, you know, bought into or, or sponsored, um, they call them backers. So the Kickstarter backers, you'd have those packages where I would either sign it. And then also on the website, we would have the different. Um, so we had a yeah. hardcover version that was signed and then, and then the soft cover. And then we did a lot of because the book has um, not only is it, you know, fantastic, you know, Afrofuturistic, uh, you know, sci fi mixed with just talking animals, all of that mixed in. Um, we, we also did a lot of, you know, did a lot of research around, you know, like they go to South Africa, Table Mountain, what does that look like? And, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we did a lot of reference and then we had a glossary in the, in the back because some of, you know, even some of the animals were named after like Frederick Douglass or Harriet Tubman, you know what I mean? So oh, okay. in that spirit, you know what I mean? And so, and so we put that in it. So we got to go and continue to go to schools, right. And schools are uh, getting the books. So we'd go in there and we'd sign it, you know, and it's cool to have, you know, kids be so excited because I come in as a hip hop artist, like I'm coming through with music and rhymes yeah. right yeah. off rip, you know? And so then the kids are like, ah, sign my book, sign my shoe, sign my shirt. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure your parents ain't going to be like, <laughs> you know, all upset? And they're like, no, I don't, my mom don't care. I'm like, I would care, you know, if I bought some nice Jordans and, you know, now you got this. <laughs> yeah, sign them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, but it, but it's great. You know, it's, it's really um, humbling and, and, you know, we're, we're so happy at how it's been received, right. To have even ultimately, you know, dark horse be like, yes, this is. Yeah, um, dark horse. You know, yeah. Yeah. With, you know? Before yeah. we get to that, like yeah. maybe I'll kind of back into what, what it's about at a high level. Yeah. Like, I don't, don't want to tell the whole story because people yeah, want to read yeah. it. But, but maybe kind of give that or maybe even talk about your influences within comics that maybe inspired you to go with this. Uh, like who were your influences as, as a comic book writer? Like who, what do you have like specific comic book writers or artists that you were inspired by? That yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I was, I was inspired, you know, you, you, um, you mentioned, you know, Frank Miller, you know what I mean? Um, I'm drawing a blank on the, the guy that wrote Spawn, you know, from Image Comics, McFarlane, you know, Spawn. Yeah. yeah, you know, McFarlane, so, you know, X, you know, inspired by X-Men, you know, um, the Dark Knight, man. Oh, my God, that like blew my yeah, mind. Yeah. You know, that made me 
really love, you know, Batman on a whole, whole other level. And so, you know, and so for me, you know, I'm, I'm an artist too, not, not at, you know, visual artist, not at the level of Mike, Mike's on a whole other, other level with it. So, so for me, it was always the words and the art, you know what I mean? And so a lot of it, you know, when I was looking at the art and, and the words, it had, it had to really, really match. And so, you know, so I'm a fan of, of not only, you know, all those that I men- mentioned, but also, you know, manga, you know, so even, you know, yeah, Logo from Pub for me is like the epitome of, of, yeah. all, of all manga, you know what I mean? And, and, um, and you see even, you know, um, the Mandalorian be a, a derivative of, of that, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, or yeah. you know, um, yeah, yeah, Samurai Jack, all, all those other things. So, so um, comics were... In, in my mind were, were the stories that weren't being told, you know, when I was coming up, you know, looking at the TV, looking at uh, even the movies. And, and I was like, man, why like these stories, you know, that I know exist out there in the world um, that are really real, like that I'm, I'm finding in these comics, why ain't they being shown on the, on the screen? You know what I mean? And, um, and that was inspiring to see that people were that brave, that courageous, that violent, you know what I mean? That like sexy with it or whatever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the graphics really were, 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 you know, connecting with me on a level that made me be hopeful that like, oh, stories like this can exist in, in the world. And now I, I think with, you know, the streaming, um, you know, from Netflix, Hulu, all, all the other streaming services, yeah. you're starting to finally see some of these other stories being told. And, you know, and, and always for me was, the representation, you know, for me, um, Planeta Blue, when I started writing, because it took me five years to even write, to write the joint, you know, because at first, you know, I still was putting out albums and I was just kind of like, it was in the back burner. And um, I was, you know, this was pre-Moana, you know, so going going back before Black Panther became, you know, the sensation mm-hmm. that was at the, at the box office. So I was like, man, like, where are the Black characters? Where are the yeah. youth of yeah. color? Because... We need to see them. I want to see them. I want my kids to see them. And there's, you know, millions of kids around the world that want to see, want to see that. And as we know, black culture, all culture stories should be told. And yeah. you know, everyone loves black culture stories too. You know, just like we love the Italian stories, we love the white stories, we love like all these stories. But why is that? Why is the black yeah. superhero seem to be like you know all of a sudden a black man? You know, what I mean, or the black man. Everything's like the black whatever. And so you yeah. know, why is it gotta be like that? Yeah, yeah we're growing up. That, right? And so I was like, that was part of the inspiration was like, hey, let's have these kids. I'm also a youth advocate and youth worker for years, still still do it to this day. And so I'm like, man, I know these youth. I've been working with them. These four characters, a, a, a youth that I know I've seen, you know, I've worked with. I, I've seen, the, you know, the 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 silly kid like Angel, who, who's the brother of Laris. Laris is our, our lead. Um, you know, she's, she's, uh, Afro, Afro, uh, Latina, uh, sister. And, and she's kind of like the brilliant best friend that you always want to have, you know, the, 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 the young woman, the, you know, the girl that you're like, oh, you know, if you need, <laughs> you need the answers on the test. You're going to look at Larry, like, Larry, can you help me out? Or like, you know, if you need tutoring, and, but she's solid, you know what I mean? And I, I know, you know, a girl that, you know, now she's in college, but when I started writing this, like, I'm like, you know, could Laris like do the things that she's doing in this book? And I was like, well, Jamie could, you know what I mean? She, she was the young person that would always step up 
to the to the to the occasion no matter how crazy it was she's stepping up and she's representing so i'm like oh yeah laris could sit at this council at atlantis and defend a whole humanity you know and that's what laris had to do and then you have angel her brother and we all know angels if if you all know an angel you know he ain't they ain't no angel you know what i mean they're they, you know they might be kind-hearted but they're saying the wrong thing at the right time you know so then that's her brother and that's the kid with the afro you know latino with a legit afro and then you got two men who's a Cape Verdean kid and that's why i'm also Cape Verdean. so I know this character. He's like my son, but he's also me in the in the story. Another solid, solid kid who has you know his own issues, but at the same time, he he's solid. And then you got the kid from Indiana, the transplant, the white kid who's there also you know understands teamwork, but also doesn't understand the complexities of the world, and he has to go through his own uh, learning curve, if you will, throughout the story. And so you have these these four young people that are just thrust into this you know, uh, apocalyptic type of story um, and have to stop it from getting to a cataclysmic apocalyptic uh, reality. And because of that, because of their unique characteristics and because they understand, you know, teamwork and, and actual like a chosen family, they're able to to persevere, not without sacrifice, not without struggle, you know what I mean? But they go through and, and what's amazing about the story is there's you know, a spirituality element to it. So not, not religious, not, not like that, but there's this power, this, this power, the earth, you know, some people call it the source, but in that book, it's, it's Agu. And it's really taken from uh, the word in, in my culture, Cape Verdean, West African, Agu is like, it's, it's a, it's a way do we say like Agua, but we say Agu, you know, there's an island called Fog <laughs> in Cape Verde and they say Agu, Agu, you know what I mean? That's water, you know what I mean? And so, we know water is life. And so, you know, it's Planeta Blue, the rise of Agu, the rise of this of this force. And this force allows these young people to connect with the with the animals and they get these animal powers, these superpowers. And it has to happen kind of spontaneously and it has to happen in a magical way. And that's that's the kind of the uh, the, the the seed of this whole story. Yeah, that's like the fantasy aspect of it. You know, a lot of Marvel comics, it was all because of radiation. Mm. Like every day, everybody yeah, yeah. became a superhero because of that radiation. Yeah. But then there's other kind of superhero concepts that maybe if you get into anime, it's more spiritual. Yeah. People are more tied to like Gaia or or the, mm -hmm. or the Earth or there's mm. some kind of Shinto kind of mindset. Yes, so you're thinking about spirit animals, you know, nine-tailed mm -hmm. foxes, all kinds of things, having a connection yeah, to yeah. mystery. So yes, I was, sir. I grew up being into like uh, Gotcha Man, which is like yeah, was yeah. a big, uh, you know, anime. Yeah, Tatsunoko, yeah. I love Tatsunoko, like Speed Racer. I got into yeah, that yeah. when I was like a child of the 70s. So the first anime I ever saw was like Speed Racer. And nice. I said, who's that? And I, I found out it was Tatsunoko. Then mm -hmm. I found out they created superheroes called mm -hmm. Gotcha Man. And oh, I was like, this superhero yeah. team, they, they were all like, you know, they had this flying Fire Phoenix, and they had they yeah. got me, and they had like a hundred episodes. They're all connected, and and what I liked about the anime, and even the anime that's back in the seventies, but mm -hmm. like when you get to the, like the modern anime, you have like Bleach and all these ones. They have these really yeah. long arcs, and they yeah, kind of yeah. the idea of a graphic novel because these are very long stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you so you must there, remember. Do you remember Robotech? Yeah, Robotech. Mm -hmm. I was into that. I was in yeah, the Robotech was great. Yeah, that, that's when I was that's when I was coming up. And that's what, what I think, you know, people are finally understanding is that some of these, 
you know, uh, uh, modes of, of art and expression, for me, I, I, I know that that's when my consciousness went to just another level. Like I leveled up watching Robotech because, you know, before that was yeah, Force Robotech 5. That's awesome. when I got into Force 5 with Guy King and Grandizer and all of those. But Robotech, because of the scope of it, you know, and like you were saying, like those, these Very long, long arcs, man, you know, and they were pushing it into generations forward. And, you know, there was like a whole other generation, you know, second, third generation of Robotech. Yeah. That made me realize like, wow, this is, you know, this is beyond, these ideas are beyond what I'm learning in the schools. You know what I mean? What yeah, I'm yeah. seeing, watching on like, you know, the news or, or just regular stuff on, on TV. And it's like, wow, there's a whole other universe, you know, honestly, like it, it's a multiverse <laughs> that, that we were yeah. getting exposed to at the time when we didn't even, we didn't even know it, you know what I mean? Which is, well, which is American yeah, American cartoons were like single episodes. But then when mm. I was watching these Japanese anime, there were these connected mm. episodes that right. told these really long stories. And yeah, then I was yeah. like, wow. And then I got into reading, you know, I went to the comic book shop as a kid and I was reading like Dave Sims service. And there was this three, there's like 300 issues and it's yeah, this big, yeah. long, multiple arc, you know, independent book that was mm -hmm. like, you know, what we started doing in the seventies, like we knew there was Marvel and DC and Charlton yeah. and all that. Yeah. But we started going to the comic shops and finding these like independent books. And we would mm -hmm. go read like, you know, uh, like Cerebus and Flame and Carrot and yeah. like all these like, Bible you know, Bible Dark Horse and, you know, Spawn and all yeah. these comic book companies that were outside and they had more adult themes. Like yeah. they had like some comic books that weren't like approved by the code. So you mm -hmm. could see stuff that wasn't in the code books. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting these deeper ideas, the more like manga, the more yeah. like anime. And I was very drawn to the fact that you could watch these, you know, the like Death Note is way beyond mm -hmm. anything the comic code would ever do. You oh, know, yeah, it's like yeah. you, and that, that was, I like yeah. the idea that you know, Dark Knight and mm -hmm. you know that what Miller was doing, like with Sin City, you know, like yeah. what the heck that that's a heavier topic then it can't be in the code book so i thought that that the, the, the not having that censorship or just having the ability for the artists and the writers to write what they wanted to write and be fully actualized to their vision without it being edited or controlled i like the graphic novel because you mm -hmm. can see the whole vision mm -hmm. definitely mike what was some of y'all your influences because this dude was like he go he can go <laughs> deep with <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure, figure how how dense I should get, but but so I'm a um, so I'm a child of the '80s, so I, I'm born in the late '70s. So a lot of the the stuff that I was consuming in the very my very young years was more TV and like newspaper comics. So it was mm -hmm. like Garfield was such yeah. a Garfield was such a big deal in like the early '80s. Did you get into Calvin and Hobbes at all? I missed Calvin yeah. and Hobbes for I some reason. I didn't yeah, get to yeah. that till I was in like high school. Okay, okay. But you know, yeah. like the, the Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. mm. like obsessively watching that stuff. And so I was mimicking that stuff up until about uh the first Batman movie came out, mm -hmm. the Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Tim Burton, and, yeah. Yeah, what's funny about that is that I got I love that movie, right? I wasn't collecting comics and I bought Batman cereal, right? And they had a rebate in it. You turn the rebate, you got comics, and those were my first comics. I sent in the rebates, and oh, cool. I, it was these like reprints of old uh, Batman comics, and I was just wow. like, What is this? Like mm. I, I hadn't been exposed to that. 
And I told a friend of mine, and this is my fifth grade or something. I was like, I read these comics. They're so awesome. And he's like, you have to read X-Men. <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. He's like, yeah. yeah. like, have you read X-Men? Have you you read have X-Men? to read it. And so, I, and so I think I went to like, it was like a spinner rack in a drugstore or something like that. Yeah. I got an x classic. <laughs> I remember yeah. the cover, X-Men classic, and, yeah, X-Men yeah. classic, and it was just like it was like a John Byrne story or something. But yeah, was, the Byrne, um, it was a totally re, you know when they became that new group because they their book yeah. was almost going to get canceled. Yeah, and then exactly. they came out Claremont uh, in um, Austin, you know, and Byrne it initially was done by somebody else before Byrne came in, yep. but they at, at number ninety four in Giant Size X Men number one, they really changed the whole team. Yep, and yep. kind of took what the and what Kirby and Lee had done with the Fantastic Four to create a team that had flaws. Yep, was yep. was was brought to the max. But the, mm, with the yep. X Men, they had these kids that were like mutants, and they were like every they were outcast, and you know they still were, had this rich benefactor, so they kind of like had the, their own building, you know. Yeah. So they had to, <laughs> they had all this stuff, the, yeah. the danger room and all that. But but what they had the flaws, they had the mm-hmm. issues character flaws within their own group you know mm-hmm. and, and the fact they had a leader and wolverine didn't always want to listen to the leader yeah. didn't yeah, want to listen dope. to cyclops <laughs> yeah. he always had a fight with cyclops like likes yeah. his girlfriend yeah. you know yeah. Had yeah. That. I mean, that, that love triangle even in the cartoon is so funny yeah, because people it's, love that the, yeah. the, the cyclops wolverine gene thing yeah <laughs> everybody's always yeah, you know, I, mean, I always sided with wolverine yeah there was no no competition. Yeah. You know, it's just, well, you know, he, well, he was just a pure guy. Wolverine's a pure warrior. And yeah. the other guy is trying to be like Captain Kirk or something, trying to run everything. And Wolverine's yeah. like, I can feel this. I know what to do. Kind of like, well, you know, like because, about being... yeah. because Jim Lee, who I was a big fan of Jim Lee when he was doing X-Men. So when they rebooted mm-hmm. X-Men and they did the, um, it sold like bazillion copies. Like it was like the biggest thing. But they asked him like, well, who was his favorite character? He's like, I love drawing Wolverine because I'm short, he's short. <laughs> you know? And that was it. I was like, he draws him so well. But but I was like heavily consuming comics in the 90s. Like like I would do my chores, my dad would give me allowance and immediately he'd drive me to the comic store. I'd just blow all that money and I was like subscribed. To, back then, you could, I, was, I think I was telling you about this. You could, you could subscribe, you subscribe to a comic. Yeah. Twelve dollars, you can get a full year of comics to yeah. mail to you. Full year, yeah. And so, like for my birthday, yeah, I used to get a box like, of books. Yeah, it was insane. You could just be like, can, yeah. for a gift, can you subscribe me for an entire year to Spider Amazing Spider Man? So I was like, subscribe to everything. But in terms of art, so as I'm digressing into this, um, what I noticed as I was getting a little bit older, that I was starting to really gravitate towards artists that really had a very distinct style that, mm-hmm. um, that was consistent. And so I would see artists like, uh, Art Adams, or yeah, I just love his yeah, stuff. He's awesome. um, yeah. And, uh, Simon Bisley was, I was so into him. So he would do things like Lobo, Lobo's back. Oh, Lobo. Yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and like melting pot and crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then I saw Sam Keith's work. Now, some people remember him from the Max, which was an image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he, he was doing <laughs> stuff in Marvel Comics Presents. He was doing a Wolverine story. Oh, and yeah, that yeah. stuff blew yeah. my mind because it was yeah. so weird. Yeah. And he made Wolverine had like a big stomach and he drew <laughs> yeah. every single hair on his arm and he was ugly yeah. and his hair was doing all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. I was like, this guy doesn't care. Like he's going to do what he wants to do. And it was like, to me, it was like the bravest looking art I'd ever seen. 
in a, and it was a mainstream yeah. comic. And so I started really like gravitating towards those kinds of artists who had like a real like signature style. Mm, um, yeah. Larry Stroman was another guy like that. He was doing X Factor and he would draw, he would draw women like with huge hips. <laughs> like he didn't care. Like he was just like, that's how I want, you know, I see women in the world. And it would just be like his style. And so that influenced me all through, you know, collecting. And I would go and buy, you know, obviously I was buying like for characters, like anything Wolverine was anything in, I would buy it. Yeah. But I was also yes. buying all the image guys before they were an image. So it was like McFarlane, mm-hmm. Liefeld, Jim Lee. And then they went yeah. to image. And I was like, we're going to buy all that stuff now. And then it was like, I followed all these artists. Yeah. Um, until, um, you know, as I got older, I went through college, I started getting into more like the indie scene and like discovering Robert Crumb and all of these sort of. Yeah, Crumb was like, awesome. again, and again, there was something like really. Yeah, because I grew up with Weirdo. Yeah, Weirdo. Weirdo Magazine. Yeah, I'm a child of the 70s, so I found some of those. Yeah. Like when I went to the first mm-hmm. comic shops before Image and stuff, I was reading like, you know. Uh, you know, stuff like well, like Dave Sim in Cerebus. I thought his art yep. style was unbelievable, right? That, that it was just black and white, but it was this kind of like a precursor to what uh, Miller did in Sin City. What yep. you can do mm. with black and white books. And, yeah, and also know, like the lettering, they, the type yeah. of lettering he was doing and stuff was, was crazy. Yeah, he like a bone, and you got Wendy Penny with, um, you know, mm. you, you got uh, um, Elf Quest. That, that, that was like this mm. big, long kind of yep. sci-fi story. That mm-hmm. I was very drawn into, you know, the fact that Jeff Smith, you know, he did Bone, he did Razzle, he did all these weird characters. It was just always black and white. Black but and he black. had this very yeah. unique cartoon style. Mm-hmm. And he had these long arcs. It was kind of like an anime as a comic book, you know, and it was yeah. very kind yeah. of character driven. They looked kind of like for kids, but the mm-hmm. stories weren't for <laughs> kids. The yeah, stories yeah. were, it was drawn in a really, really interesting way. And I was always yeah. drawn to people, like even like Paul Pope later with THB and the stuff yeah. he was doing. Yeah. I thought that he was like, mm-hmm. had this very weird style, kind of like Ditko. You know, that loved by Steve Ditko. He did yeah. Spider Man, he made him kind of ugly. He wasn't yeah. modern, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, kind of weird uh, gyrations and weird mm-hmm. fingers. And he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to make them all muscle bound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing he did with Doctor Strange. He made Doctor Strange kind of weird. He's doing yeah, all these weird yeah. things with his hands and all this psychedelic weird monsters and stuff going on. I was really drawn to people who had that kind of, you know, Steranko, Kirby, Dicko, that kind of, you know, the very different styles within Marvel. Marvel yeah. had artists that had unique styles. They weren't all trying to have a Marvel style. They yeah, the house, the house style. The house style. They had yeah, their own, they, yeah, they didn't have their own. Yeah. DC has a house style, but... um. What was I going to say? Uh, have you have you ever read Barefoot Jen, that manga? Um, no, I haven't read that. I should check. Well, that out. that's an amazing book. Is it Tezuka? I, I'm going to butcher it. So that's a manga that's about um, the bombing of Hiroshima, mm. right? Oh, when I read so it's like I don't know if it's like 20 volumes or whatever, but I'll tell you, like I, the first volume of that book, which goes on about this young little boy who survives the bombing. Mm-hmm. But the way that it's drawn is it's drawn like a Disney cartoon almost. It's mm. that kind of style. Oh, so he, right? he did Astro Boy, right? He did Astro Boy. Yeah, he did Astro Boy. Oh, okay. He did uh, yeah, yeah. Fe- Rise of the Phoenix, I think, is the, one of the huge ones. But yeah, he, yeah, so yeah. He's he has a lot of cool characters. Name. He did Buddha, the Buddha oh, series. Oh, the Buddha. That was, that's but amazing. But again, like super serious content. 
So there's a that to mm-hmm. me is like blew my mind about like okay we can take this like really intense content that we really need to communicate mm-hmm. serious concepts with, but we can package it in such a way that there's still like entertainment value in this yeah. horrible stuff. Yeah, it's like but Disney it, level. It looks like Disney, but it's like adult. That's the thing about yeah, the yeah. But it resonates. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you that book yeah. has stayed with me for mm-hmm. decades. Just like the, the the stuff that happened. Like that kid's story has stayed in my brain. Yeah. And it and but you know when you first you give it a first look, you're yeah. just like, oh, it seems like you know it's lighthearted. Um, but to, to but I think it's kind of interesting to cut to kind of handle material that aggressive, mm-hmm. to take it in the other direction and make it sort of soft and 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 easy to to, to digest. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like one of the the, the magic of comics, right? Yeah. It's like that's yeah, where yeah. you see you can really like mm-hmm. you were saying about the images of people didn't really they looked sort of like frenetic and you know they didn't look perfect. It's that's where you really utilize the the. The, the benefits of the media, right? Mm, yeah. It's like you can, you know, we could just make a movie of somebody and and film them, and it's if we wanted it to look perfect. But what can we yeah, do yeah. to sort of exploit the medium and and use it to his advantage? So you kind of exaggerate. Like Miller is really good at this kind of exaggeration, mm-hmm. and Kirby used to have these massive two-page blow-ups and oh, things yeah. that are like way beyond reality. You know, mm-hmm. you think about Ben, ben Grimm, the thing, and he's punching some robot across the, the you know room. There's all these Kirby machines. It's like it's not yeah. reality. Yeah. It's what yeah. that reality is like way beyond reality. And mm-hmm. that was what the whole thing about that, like the Marvel Universe, I think people got drawn into it because of that kind of Kirby mindset. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of what their stuff is Kirby's mind. You know, it's like mm-hmm. his mind to build all those crazy machines. What Wakanda looks like, that's a lot of Kirby's idea. You know, that's yeah. all his like, Kirby machines. People have all these over exaggerated kind of capabilities, mm-hmm. but um, that that was just, like the, the fantasy element of it. Mm-hmm. Was as a kid to me, I was like I loved having the comic books to go to. You know, to yeah, to, yeah. to to kind of get caught into it. It was, you know, something yeah. I would look forward to go every Tuesday, going to the newsstand and grabbing a a book. You know, I saw yeah. like Miller's Daredevil before he did the Dark Knight. And he actually wow. turned Daredevil into like a Dark Knight. He turned yeah, yeah, he Daredevil that. like his precursor. Yeah, this, this he... yeah, there's something really magical about about books being able to you know crack it open, just just the smell of the print, the ink. Um, also, you know, tapping into the imagination. What's great about comic books and the, the words, the pictures is yeah, it, it you it, they're given some of it, but there's still so much left to the imagination to you know between between the the panels that your mind just kind of locks in and then also um you can get lost in in some of this you know these images you know for me frank frazetta did that you know with his his stuff but then you know there's so much like i'm still you know i still go to the comic book shop you know to this day and you just you know sometimes i just go in there i i always i usually always leave with something but I spend, you know, sometimes hours really just looking, just looking. at these, these cover yeah. art, right? And going through and just looking through. Oh, man, that was Trying to find amazing. the next thing that kind of draws your attention. Yeah. I, I was always somebody that liked to find a new book, not just for the number one, but, yeah. but like yeah. to find somebody that was interesting. That's yeah. how I, I found Paul Pope. And I said, well, who's this guy? This guy had this weird look. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a very strange look. You know, if you think about... Uh, Paul Chadwick in a concrete 
and uh, you know the uh, Savage Dragon. There's like there's certain looks. Some of these books, you know, mm-hmm. like McFarlane and himself, like yeah. the way he created Spawn. Oh and yeah. That, yeah. Look at that, you know, kind of taking right. what he did with Venom and Carnage, yeah. and then taking yeah. it as well. I'm going to create something of my own. But he kind yeah. of saw what he was doing with Venom and Carnage, and then mm-hmm. suddenly he made his own thing. And there's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is not this is something totally unexpected. Yeah. And, uh, well, what's dope, just to, you know, I don't know if the point was clear, you know, in Spawn to have this main character be African-American, be black, and his wife yeah. be black. And the best friend is black, you know, not yeah. in the movie, but on the comic book, you know, his best friend is black. And then, you know, and, and it's not, once again, it's not like black man, you know, it's just Spawn, you know, yeah. it's just this dude who's a most revolutionary. Yeah, that was, and, and you can so just was, uh, Shadowhawk. Remember Shadowhawk from the image? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the yeah, long yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Valentino. So yeah, yeah. they did that too. It was like I think they were thinking, like you know, how do we, you know, this is a new company. Let's reflect the audience. You know, those were guys yeah. going to all these conventions. They were huge mm-hmm. in that era. Yeah. So for that, when they yeah. showed up, image. They they saw yeah. what the fan base looked like. Yeah, you know, and yeah, they had right. that that flexibility to. To do that. Well, it is important that, like, like if you look at the comic books, you know, in the seventies and the sixties, like you said, if there was a black character, it's Black Panther, Black Goliath, black you know, maybe black Falcon. Goliath. They didn't call him Black Falcon, but you know, Falcon yeah. was the only one, one of the only ones that didn't say black. He's like Falcon. Yeah, you know, okay, yeah. Here you go. You finally got one that doesn't yeah. say that. Yeah, but yeah, well, maybe Luke Cage. But Luke then Cage, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like where where is an original idea like a spawn? Like, how come you couldn't have come up with that? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. cool that you came up with the idea that, with your characters to mm-hmm. to kind of focus that without having to say it. You know, yeah. just I think that's important because some people, you know, I think they would. Why do you have to put that as a, yeah. as an extra characteristic to let people know it's a black book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, man, it, it it's it's just it's just fascinating to see where we're at, you know. Because for for us, um, you know, growing up, like having this go from from the books to to you know this billion dollar industry that Marvel is now, you know, what I mean, to to yeah. to see some of these characters That's like possible. you know come to life, uh, come to life, and be to be done right, you know, I mean, to to see. Where you know Spider Man, you know the multiverse across the multiverse, you know some of this stuff that um, now you you see from you know the first movies being like you know Spider Man like going <laughs> going up like this on a rope, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> or when he shoots the web, it's like you know a net that goes on somewhere you know, to, see, <laughs> to see like these big budgets, you know, and it done well in a way that um, you know, and and it's interesting, you know, and I don't, you know, the, the nuance thing is. To have some of these kids, and I'm and I'm getting mad at my 13 year old because I'm like, hey, let's go watch the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Like, oh, I looks weird, and I'm just like, what? Weird. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, because yeah. I mean? they're like, like, like they're most classic. kids now, they're just spoiled. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? For us, it's like yeah. they got yeah. so much. They're like, ah, eh, you know, let's go watch Barbie or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't watching Barbie. <laughs> I mean, let me yeah. stop. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, but but, yeah. yeah, the weirder stuff, you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, I bought the books and those guys were from like Northampton, Mass, and they actually yeah. had a comic book museum. And I yes. actually met them and I had them yeah. sign my books. They, you know, we're they, actually re- the town next to that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So, I mean, they had a comic museum and they used to have guys come in and 
they had a bunch of artists come and they had them sign a bunch of books, you know, at, at their, yeah. at their museum. And it was just cool because that was like the independent comic era where like people were just putting yeah. out all kinds of stuff and it wasn't like mainstream, you know? Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not the fantastic four. It's not X-Men. It's yeah. not that it's something different. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe the kids aren't as into that weird thing. You know, that yeah. up with like weirdo or things like Howard the Duck, like who would buy that today? Party You're into weird YouTube videos. That's what I would do now. <laughs> yeah. It's totally a different. It's a different. Topic. No, it's why well, I mean, there's, there's something, there was something always dope about, it's almost like a secret, right? It's it's for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's for us and the culture. Um, and then, you know, it becomes mainstream. There's something cool about that if it's done right, right? Yeah, um, right. Uh, yeah, the underground stuff that's done right, it's great. But it's also, yeah, it's it's so it's such such a wild place to be at right now. And you know, we're excited because there's a lane, right? There's a lane people see it. What we're excited about, like when people see our book, they they say like, oh, you plan on making it in a movie, you know? So yeah, that's like, yes, that, that is the plan. Yeah, yeah, we're glad that y'all can see that. You know what I mean? Because that is the plan. Why not? You know what I mean? There's there's enough streaming. Uh, uh vehicles out there is enough uh they, they seem to have run out of ideas everybody wants to reboot stuff hey yeah, hey, yeah. Where's nice the original, original idea well, you, the thing is the original ideas come from like the underground right like yeah, if you yeah, think about yeah, it yeah. like if you want to see something original like you think about something like bone becoming a movie like yes, or, yes. or you know or or you know so you, you you get when you get the independent comics they start to come so if you take your planet planet of blue to me, mm-hmm. that, that's an original idea. Instead of rebooting yeah. something like Green Arrow, just bring Green Arrow back and make him yeah. black. You know, that's yes. what their new ideas are. They they yeah. go take an old character and turn him into a different sex or a different race. Mm-hmm. So that's the new yeah. idea. That's the, their new ideas. Like, why don't you take all these independent underground artists and and create like a Netflix animated series? Yeah. Or create like a a movie, mm-hmm. like you know. Create, because why not? Because to me, that's where a lot of the cool ideas. Because I watch K drama, I watch Japanese mm-hmm. dramas, mm-hmm. I watch Japanese and Chinese yeah. cinema. Yeah, I was always watching John Woo movies and Jackie yeah. Chan movies and all kinds yeah. of stuff. From oh, yeah. I lived in Japan for like two years, oh, in 2004, right. 2006, and mm-hmm. uh, I just used to go to all these places to pick up the manga, the original manga, and I I, I would read it yeah. and uh, kind of learn Japanese, but. It was just amazing that you go on the subway and there were like salary men, there were grown men reading the manga. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a kid thing. We were on the subways and there these men, adult adults were reading it. It wasn't yeah. just for kids. That's where yeah. it has this perspective, and you see the TV when you mm-hmm. watch Japanese TV or Korean TV, you see a lot of spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of ideas that are not reused. Read, you know, they're brand new ideas. Yeah. They're like. Di- concepts that people don't in the west use to make a tv show mm-hmm. or, or cartoon there's a lot of stuff that's very spiritual or sci- science fiction or yeah. like goth, goth or which this coming from a different place and i like that idea that they're not afraid yeah. to try those things oh yeah no that's what that's what's so that's what's so important man is because you know we're, we're sick of like the the usual tropes you know it, it's like Man, there's there's so many stories out there, stories that need to be told. Um, and you see how people get excited, you know, like, you know, for us, it's it's always exciting when we talk about like, yeah, like they're, you know, these young people get taken underwater, 
and they put on put on trial for what the humans have done to the planet. You know what I mean? And you know, and Laris, you know, who's our who's our leader, who's our lead out of this four person team, thinking of Fantastic Four. But she, you know, she speaks she speaks with truth. You know what I mean? And because she does, the water vibrates. You know what I mean? And all the animals are like, oh, she's speaking. You know, with True. with this. You know, and it's just like. Whenever we hear someone that really speaks, like it hits you, you might even get goosebumps, you know? Yeah. And for me, it's like, oh, like how could this be reflect? Like how is she gonna really convince these animals that like give humans another shot? Because as we know, humans are like the terrible. They're, yeah, the they're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry. You found a way to connect it. Like you found a way to have their powers like be connected to Gaia, connected yes. to the world. And then yeah. be able to communicate with the animals, which is kind of like an idea, an Eastern idea mm-hmm. or an idea that's outside of Western culture. You see a lot in other cultures yeah. where you have a lot of spirit animals or ideas yeah. where you're tied to the earth or you're tied to like the, the like the universe. So yeah. you have universal, like in Buddhism, you have these universal concepts yeah. of like laws yeah. of attraction. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, big yeah. fan of like Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki stuff, you know, which always is connected to the earth and how do we, you know, help preserve or be be a part of this ecosystem as opposed yeah, to awesome. dominating the ecosystem and and raping and extracting the minerals and basically like vampires, you know, or basically like, you know, the classic vampires, matrix, yeah. like, you know, like where, you know, a cancer just kind of like taking, eating, eating, uh, eating and consuming till that you kill off, you know, what it is like the body, you know, if it use that analogy of the cancer and it, and that's what, that's what we see now. I think as, you know, as, as artists, I think for me, you know, and Mike, cause we have the same conversation all the time is like, you know, how do you do something, you know, for the culture? And I love that hip hop is, is saying that, you know, it's for the culture, you know, and it, and it is, it's always been about, you know, keeping it real, being real, you know, not doing something like at no point is like, Hey, we're gonna do this so we can get rich. You know what I mean? That's never yeah. been like the intention. Right? It's like, hey, let's tell authentic. the story. Yeah, yeah. So like back gonna... in the day, just people able yeah. to take their rhymes and take mm-hmm. the tools. You know, you know, like take the eight oh eights and the nine oh nines, and be able to take the Kai MPCs and put something together, and not have to have a studio. You know, you could actually be in your room with an eight oh eight some yeah. records and, and and actually start you know using some samplers and actually come yeah. up with your own groove and you're kind of like you then what chuck d was saying hey you know is are, are those sample beats free and like you know i'm minding these things because it's something i can't do mm-hmm. you know and i used to always be listening to de la soul yeah. and i loved like de la soul was dead and yeah. FIFA high horizon and everything the bomb squad ever did mm-hmm. uh i was just totally like that to me was like I'm a musician. I, I play Moogs and stuff, but I respected the Bomb Squad. I respected De La oh, yeah. Soul. I respected original rappers because yeah. I saw what they were doing. Yeah, it's it's, it's art. Yeah, if you see, you know, if you can express yourself, and you know, being into jazz, being mm-hmm. into fusion, there's there's a lot of links now today between fusion jazz and bebop and hip hop. There's a yeah. lot of people using a lot of jazz musicians and in integrating into hip hop yeah. because it makes sense. Because oh, totally. It, Totally. Cold now this stuff, yeah, and it, and it's no. There's it, it. What's what's dope is how much like you know kung fu, you know kung fu movies to, yeah. to hip hop 
to comics, like it just all, all in, integrated and connected because I think there was just this, this, you know, this awakening that was happening in these meeting in these mediums that weren't, you know, they weren't mainstream, but the people, the masses were all like, oh, these, these stories are resonating. This music is resonating. You know, these movies that maybe weren't blockbusters because, you know, but we were like, yeah, we love the dub, you know, the yeah, Kung Fu movies, you know, whether it's, you know, oh, the Wu-Tang stuff, <laughs> all, the, all the Wu-Tang, all the Wu-Tang, you know, all the Wu-Tang stuff, but, you know, it, it's so dope to be able to then also like, here's the culture, right? The, all these different yeah. cultures that, you know, the news ain't doing it, right? The news is just selling and peddling fear and wants us to keep us yeah. divided and keep us kind of like hating each other and fearing the, the Russians or the Chinese or, the, you know, Japanese until like, or you know, aliens, to, no. oh, yeah, now it's the aliens, you know what I'm saying? Fear yeah, the man, aliens. Man. We're like, yo, man, like, aliens. yeah, the little aliens. But the little ones, they're like, they're like, oh, it looks like E.T. And then people get mad, like, oh, it looks like E.T. That it can't be real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to be friends with the aliens. We want, you know, we want to kill the aliens because they came to kill us. Like, man, if they, they had wanted to kill us, they would have killed us all right. They would have killed us a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, really at peace. There was it's Zen really life. kind and nice to Yeah, videos. there you go, see. But I was really like I, I saw some parallels with jazz, like you know, Coltrane's Love Supreme. He used to, you know, he, he's chanting that line, Love Supreme, mm -hmm. as like a poetic line. And then yeah. you get the Sun Ra, like space is the place. He's like saying space is the place, and he has that song Nuclear War. It's kind of rapping. It's like in yeah. this, in, you know, he's saying this stuff, and, oh, and, and there's a lot of examples of like a lot of jazz artists that mm -hmm. use spoken word yeah. in, in in their jazz, and it kind of lines up with hip hop. Totally. Where, and so there, I think that there's a natural connection there to see like, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a, an acceptance that there's a cross, you know, pollination there of mm -hmm. what you can do. Yeah. And, and, and that we're, and that we're just building off of, you know, this other thing that that's established. The only, the only reasons we're able to do this is because all these other heads that came before us we're doing it and we're doing it right. Right. Because we, we knew we'd see some of that and be like, ah, that's bullshit. Like we didn't support it. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, just get back to spawn the first movie. We're like, what the hell is that? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, what, what happened? You know, <laughs> even though, you know, might have like the, the main actor, but everything else, and it wasn't until HBO did it, you know what I mean? As a series. Yeah, we did like, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. Like, thank there God. We got like, it. rescued it. You know what I mean? And so, I think you know people can feel the the bullshit. You know if I swear on you, people yeah, can yeah, feel cool. the bullshit. Yeah, right? they, they know. You know we we resonate. Like I, you know, I believe in that. You know, like this this kind of you know uh, conscious this mind that we're all connected to. You know, before the internet, like people are uh, all you know interconnected in a whole other way. And so that's what we wanted. Always wanted to do is have a, a have a story uh, that would that would actually. Um, inspire the young people would have, you know, even though the story is dealing with some pretty heavy stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, apocalypse-ish stuff happening, but here's these colors, you know, and here's, you know, behind us, like these real vibrant colors where yeah. you can, you can take this in and take this information and even realize like, man, although we lost this one, although this had to come through with a lot of pain and suffrage, we will persevere like we shall over like that has to be you know what i mean i don't want to give out yeah. the end but at the end of the no, day no, yeah. 
like the youth got to be able to feel like or whoever reads this, because as we know, we all consuming as a grown man. I'm still reading this and I love watching, you know, these whatever, any cartoon, any animation, whether it's for adults or kids, I'm I'm eating it up, too. Um, But we want people to leave in a place where, you know, ideally, at least from for my what I've been writing is like to be inspired, just like all of the other folks who are writing this stuff where it's like, man, that's whoo, that was heavy, but we made it, you know, like, you know, Daigoro's still alive, you know, even though his pops died at the end, you know, you know, of Lone Wolf and Cub, it was like, Daigoro said, yeah. Oh, those spoilers, yikes. Those spoilers. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you want to have something that's uh, inspirational and right. uplifting. Yes. And it can be serious along the way. Yeah. Kind of like a Star Wars movie. You have the you have the Empire Strikes Back where the Empire kind of kicked their kicked their butt. Yeah. And, you know, Hell yeah. and it's just Hell like, yeah. oh, you at the end of that movie, it's like, oh, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they lost. It's <laughs> like what happened? Army's gone. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> They're done. Yeah. It's like, oh well, how did you do that? But like you come back, you know, the next one you come back and then people are like, well, that wasn't as good. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But, but uh yeah, I think it's awesome that you integrate that you have your your the hip hop audience that you can kind of bring along into into a graphic novel. And that's mm-hmm. also good for the kids to get into literature. Yeah. If you can oh, get a kid to read a graphic novel, then they might go read something, some poetry, and they might read some like short stories, and then they might read a actual, you know, get them into reading books, which is, you know, for your knowledge. Because yeah. everybody who's yeah. into hip hop, you you read to get your your information so you can be a better hip hop writer. Oh, right. Totally. So you, Totally. So, so they yeah, get the kids into actually me. realizing, yeah, that you have to do that. Yeah, that that was honestly, I, I I tell people all the time, that's what got me into reading was comics. You know what I mean? Because you know, as someone who you know Creole is my you know my native tongue, right? Um, you know, which is a, which is a mix. It's a it's an African dialect mixed with Portuguese because those were our colonizers. And so so I come to this country at three years old and I'm just kind of like, you know, reading was, was challenging. It took a lot of concentration and it wasn't until I found comics that I'm actually reading on my own, buying, you know, the man of steel or, or whatever it is and being like, Ooh, I want to, I want to, how is this different from the other Superman? Oh, this is a reimagining of, of Superman in the man of steel. And that was one of the first comics that I actually spent money on, you know, and some to you like, Oh, you gotta, he's not like a nerd in this one. He's actually like, you know, he was, you know, the football star. And I'm like, wow, that's a whole different, you know, uh, uh, remix, if you will, of, of, you know, of Superman at the time. But the most important thing was I was reading and I was like, oh, I, I actually can read this, you know, and it was being helped by the visuals because it kept me locked kept in. And I tell, you know, the young kids that I that I still work with and people right there, like, listen, what, what's great about this? Because I could tell some people like, oh, it's a book, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm like, it's a book, you know, it's 252 <laughs> pages. But guess what? If the dialogue gets too long. Just look at the pictures because Mike killed it with the illustrations. Yeah. You could actually just look at the pictures and and the bold. I'm like, read the bold letters <laughs> and then, yeah, and then keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until you get until you get to a point where you're like, okay, let me let me get back to reading it. You know, but the idea is literature matters, the imagination matters. Like we can't just yeah. always be spoon-fed. You know, I, I saw yeah, yeah. as a hip-hop artist, as a performer. I saw like a shift in the audience, you know, going from people used to come out like, yo, like, let's get, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they're like, 
they're just watching you. And I'm just like, you know, at the end of the show, I'm, I, you know, and I'm like calling them, you know, doing the call and response. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, it's the YouTube. And I remind them like, hey, y'all, this yeah, ain't a real. YouTube, you know, yeah, show. Like, time. this is real life. I'm going to be calling <laughs> and respond. Put your hands up. Let's go. When I say this, you say that. You know what I'm saying? And all of that, you know, would, would remind it. And, and luckily, you know, I'm glad to say that there has been an, another another shift where, Kids are generally because you're like, oh, hip hop is here. Oh, graphic novels is here. And kids are generally like, what's up? You know, and then you drop the beat on it and the kids lose their minds, which is great. You know, it's great that the genre, because it's words, right? It's spoken words. It's it's still truth, right? We're speaking about. And like it's like we are saying, like people can tell what the bullshit is at. We all have bullshit like, sense. Most, yeah, most like, of us, you know, some yeah. people still look around, right? Like, is, is this cool? Are we, do we like this? You know what I'm saying? But as long as the kids, you know what I mean? The cool kids usually are the artists, right? They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm messing with this. I fucks with this. Right? So it's like, and then all they get involved and it's, it is crazy. Like definitely please, please go to the Instagram accounts, you know, Temblast and Planeta Blue, and you'll see some of, you know, the movement. We all have our, our yeah. own, our own movements and, you know, we're not trying to be the biggest, the greatest. You know, we're just trying to do our part. I think that's what's important. I tell young people this all the time. Like, listen, you don't have, like, we're not trying to be, like, I don't have to. Like, it'd be great to live in a mansion, have Ferraris, Lambos. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 but that's excess. Like, just, get, I, I just need one car. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just need one house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, like, we get sold on this idea that you need, like, multiple and you know all these chains and all this stuff it's like nah kids like you just gotta make a living off of this that's it yeah you, know well, you want to hear an authentic voice like you guys have an authentic voice you got original ideas right. and i want people to go to planter 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 blue planeta blue yeah planeta blue.com and that's fully clickable when yeah, we uh, when we um when we're when we're published and if they nice. click on that they, they find ways that they, they can get to the book right and they can get to you on all your social media, right from there. Yeah, you can yeah. even pre-order it now on Amazon.com. I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be distributed in the mainstream way after November seventh. Right? Yeah, November seventh, it drops, man. That's we're calling yeah. it Planeta Blue Day. You know what I mean? It's, that's, awesome. that's the day we want yeah. folks to get out there, cop one, cop one for you, for your family. That's what's been awesome. Like people are buying them for the niece, nephew. They're like, oh, they're yeah, yeah. Graphic novels, you know, and it's dope to get people like, oh, my daughter's into it. She devoured it. When's the next one? Like, there's people right now. When's part two? When's part two? I'm like, we yeah, that's the thing. Once you, do, once you do it, they're going to want part one, two, three, four. Yeah. So are you guys like into the, thinking about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got we had like a retreat like, um, you know, like six, seven months ago where, you know, I mapped out like. We got the whole arc, man. The whole arc is is done, and I and I believe in that. Knowing like wh how does it end, right? I think that's important to know how does it end. That's kind of like my writing style is like, hey, I know it ends here. I know these major battles or these major moments, and then I kind of like write the bridges in between those, you know. And mm -hmm. so there's, you know, we we thought it was gonna be three books, and then we had this <laughs> we had this uh, retreat, and we realized like, oh shit, it's four books because it's that big. <laughs> Like this is a massive book. Like we go, we going up, you know, because we got that water, and then all of a sudden there's some elemental stuff that needs to happen. And yeah. you know, people are like, "Well, you're leaving out fire," and I'm like, "Do I have to bring fire?" To this? Yeah. I guess so, book. you know, because because that's the one of the elements, right? And so, so you know, we it, it's good to now have a team, you know, what I mean, to be able to like 
suss out like where where the holes are right because mm -hmm. as we know it's it's important and then the plan is like yeah man like we this is going to be a movie i ain't even gonna say you know yeah, yeah. It, it might be like it's going to be and and we're in the process you know one of the forwards um on there is by van jones and for those that don't know you know he's, yeah, he's a big guy you know so he has he has the connect and he's shopping it you know what i mean right now i got That's a shopping awesome. agreement with him and so the plan is like let's let's get this to as many eyes as many hearts and minds because we believe it, it's a good thing it's something that will bring people together and, and really respect nature and the way that we should you know the way the way that most of us do right most yeah. of us look at animals there's so many dog lovers cat lovers you know no one wants to see any of these yeah. animals extinct so let's do something Super, about it yeah. you know and, 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 and some people they're almost like you know it's almost like they're blind to the, this reality that like yo we could lose some of these animals we could lose some of this be yeah. beauty in nature if if we're not on on top of our game and so uh, we believe that fiction is a, is a part of that also especially if you you know sprinkle in some afrofuturism where you see black folks in the future putting in the work like we have been doing forever and we just we're just doing it you know what i mean like everybody else we're just doing our part you know what i mean so i just want to add too i think what's interesting about the book too is that we're sort of in an age of sort of being enlightened about things through technology and we're finding out that some animals are more intelligent than we realize and mm -hmm. that we're, we're we're finding this stuff out like on a daily basis and i don't think it's completely out of the question for people to read a book like this and be seeing stuff happening in real time in the news and we're we're becoming more aware of stuff that we're you know the book's concept of being aware that the animals have been monitoring the earth all this time and what we're doing and they they definitely have an opinion of what's they have an opinion. definitely yeah. been <laughs> suffering yeah and then they're not just like into forgiveness here this is oh, like right. this is the thing so you know it's not out of the question that you know five years from now we're finding out that you know we can talk to like squirrels or something planet of the apes might not be unreal I the mean, idea. yeah, the idea that is happening. Yeah, this. Rod Serlin, when he did that movie, was kind of like these these animals realize that like humans messed it up and they took over. Yeah, like, yeah. So that was the idea. Science fiction kind of tries to show you mm -hmm. that you could cause your own apocalypse and then you're going to deal with it. And that's what that was about. I mean, Rod Serlin wrote that. People don't remember that Planet Apes movie was a Rod Serlin idea. Yeah, but do you, have you seen that? There's this documentary on netflix now about called ape empire oh and yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's all about like how like now we're seeing that the social mm, interactions yeah. are way more complex than we Very ever complex. thought you know yeah. and it's like we're finding more, and more to the point where we're going to get to a point where we really get it and then we're going to be terrified to realize oh you know we've been you know eating all these cows and chickens yeah. and we're thinking, all these animals. Hey, what they don't care they don't know what yeah. we're doing yeah. yeah, they're very mm -hmm. conscious of of their situation, and they're more mm -hmm. sentient than we yeah. thought. You know, even at the insect level, there's more sentience than you thought. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of people don't understand that world. There's a lot of you know things you can do there too. But um, yeah. yeah, thank That's you. Again fascinating. I'll just show, yeah, I'll give the the, the 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 second one, the second book with with dealing with insects because 
they they weren't invited to the council this this on the first book and they're like yo what's up with us what happened? you know it's it's going to be tough cuz we're going to bounce cuz people think insects are gross right so it's like how do you find you know and, and there's always good and bad and like the mosquito definitely is going to be a bad you know he's got to be a bad guy in it. like they got no enduring qualities you know what i'm saying but the bees you know what i mean like i am the bee the, bee, the bees have a lot in the ants yeah yeah the ants yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah man so yeah now nah, it's fa it's fascinating and we hope we could just plant you know continue to plant that seed just like those that came before us, you know, they planted certain seeds that made us be like, oh, you know, as critical thinkers, you have to just like look at, you know, good fiction or fact or anything just in, you know, and really, uh, you know, break it down and be like, yo, like, what does this mean? Because this is this is information I'm taking in, you know, obviously we're in a weird reality where we're inundated with a lot of information. But some of it, as we know, we're like, damn, I wish I could get my, you know even a minute back 30 seconds back because of yeah. you know but but here's but there's other stuff you're like word this this actually fed an aspect of me whether it's my soul or whether it's my my brain you know whether it's something that resonated with it and and you know and that's the intention like let's have this resonate in a way to have people inspired to just go you know in, in the very least to put out better art or be part of the art movement and not yeah. just well you're inspiring other people you want yeah you want to inspire your fans you know as, as any you know, great you know creator you don't yeah. want to be the only one on the stage like you want other people right. to be coming up and the people who read your book and listen to your music you yeah. want them to be inspired to go and jump on the mic or jump on the pen and do the same thing awesome. and bring you know continue this whole authentic idea of you know, coming from the underground, coming from independence, mm -hmm. you know, that to me is, is like, you know, why I deal with the show before we close is I've always used this show as a, as a, a spotlight on, uh, you know, emerging and independent artists from around the world, any mm -hmm. genre, multiple mm -hmm. genres, not just one, all kinds of genres from punk to hip hop, to classical mm -hmm. rock, jazz, anything. And just, you know, if people who, who aren't in, the public uh knowledge space mm -hmm. people i think people should hear people should right. view people should check out so i want people to check out your material and check that link will be fully clickable right. and uh, i'll be ordering that uh the book as soon as i get off of here but uh yeah, right. thank you appreciate it man <laughs> appreciate you thank you so much thank you very much all right y'all peace. peace one love peace have a good night you too too